4: Welcome
5: to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
6: Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. Monday edition. It's cold out there. Feels like winter, doesn't it? Big time. Wait, well, sorry. There you go. Get some help.
7: Boy, I'll tell you.
6: I'm here one day, I forgot how to do radio. That's
7: all right. Yeah, It's that little slider thing over there, John.
6: There we go. Big time, you said. Sure, sure. Well, it's finally here, right?
7: We deserve it. It's January. Yeah. It's not like we can expect it to be 50 degrees for the whole season. These are all the things I told myself this morning as I was going out to my car to make sure it wasn't, you know, frozen.
6: How's your house? Warm?
7: Uh, Well, all the chaos at my house right now, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot going
6: on. Have the guys arrived?
7: Uh, no, but uh, we're getting very close. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, it's exciting and extremely anxiety-producing.
6: Yeah. You're going to be like wrapped in plastic, aren't you? Yeah. Right. So Kathy's going to have her house, her downstairs, their uh, kitchen remodeled.
7: Yeah. And so just plastic uh, sheeting Just everywhere. in the last day, we've moved our living situation completely to the second floor. Nice. And it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. You're trying to figure out how you can survive for three months without living in your first floor and keeping sane and keeping, you know, figuring out like, where are we going to do our bills? Yeah. Where are we going to cook rice? Where are we going to feed feed the cats? You know what I mean? It's just
6: a lot of things. What are the cats going to do? Oh, John. Yeah, that's that's interesting. All right, good. We look forward to hearing the Remodeling Chronicles from Kathy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, how was your Sunday? Relaxing?
7: Uh, yesterday was not relaxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday was probably the single most anxiety-produced, maybe not the single most anxiety-producing day. I mean, I lived through the Pittsburgh-Arizona Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, watching the Pens in the, in the Cup. Mm-hmm. You know. But still. How many series against the Caps at about, but it was up there.
6: For a team that really is not a good team, that was a lot of angst, wasn't it?
7: And it's a lot of stick-to-itiveness on behalf of a bad team. I mean, I have to give them a lot of props for that.
6: Yeah, of course.
7: They really come, through. well, well, let's do the top four, because I have some.
6: Okay, so as we always do, Kathy, you give us the top news stories of the day. Please, without further ado, give us the top four at four.
7: All righty, for Monday, January 10th, 2022, number one, U.S. and Russian diplomats met today in Geneva, Switzerland, to try to defuse a potential military showdown in Ukraine. The U.S. and its allies, including Ukraine, are worried that Russia could invade its neighbor again, as it did in 2014, when Vladimir Putin's forces seized the Crimean Peninsula. Reading here today from CBS News, um, you know, keep in mind the Cold War ended, what, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. 35 years ago. Um, but Ukrainian soldiers um, fighting with help from the U.S. against separatists backed by Russia and the U.S. government have warned that they feel like Russia is on the brink of an invasion. Uh, yeah. I mean, they really do. They're
6: amazing,
4: you, yeah.
7: I mean, this is a part of the world you know. You visited it. You stayed there yourself. I love, I love Ukraine. I know. Um So Ukraine uh, has been fighting a bloody Russian-backed rebellion, according to CBS News, since 2014. More than 14,000 people have reportedly been killed in those seven years. Oh, my gosh. And this winter, Russia has massed as many as 100,000 troops along Ukraine's border.
6: Stop it, Russia. Stop
7: it, please. Number two. There is, as you said, John, a deep freeze settling into the northeastern U.S. In Boston, where the windchill is expected to stay below zero all day long, public schools will be closed tomorrow. Mm -hmm. By 4 p.m. on Tuesday, the windchill will only inch up to minus 3 in Boston, 6 degrees in New York, 9 in Philadelphia. Also, the Midwest and the South feeling the freeze. The windchill forecast to fall to minus 5 in Chicago, minus 2 in Detroit, minus 5. 15 in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Well, that put Aaron Rodgers in a better Mm -hmm. mood because he's like chronically in a bad mood now. Um, And uh, 20 degrees in Nashville. Mm. How about that? But here's the thing, though. It's not going to last for long because by Wednesday, temperatures are going to be back up to normal
6: places. No, look, my wife grew up in South Dakota. We called family the other day. And my brother-in-law goes, we were like, hey, how cold is it? He goes, "Ah, no big. It's like 22 below. No big. 22 below. (laughs) I mean, that's what it is but in they're, they're made
7: of stronger stuff they are. than I am yeah. number three uh, what a day in mm. the NFL let me start with this um The Week 18 game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Carolina Panthers had the potential to be a lucrative one for Rob Gronkowski. Did you read the story? Yes, I did. Uh Uh, Tom Brady, his friend and quarterback, extra determined to make sure the payday happened for his teammate that he's played with for a long time. This is according to USA Today. Gronk went into the game with the possibility of hitting $1 million in incentive bonuses. All he needed was seven catches and 85 receiving yards to hit two separate bonuses of... $500,000 each. He hit the yardage bonus early in the second half, but he remained one reception shy of that final bonus with under seven minutes to go. And, of course, there was no reason for Tom Brady to still be in the game at that point. But he did not come out. Brady apparently retrieved his helmet, told the coaching staff he wasn't coming out of the game because he still had work to do. And moments later, Brady got Gronk the full bonus with a short pass (laughs) near the side. Look, that's a ton of money, and you know... I've spent my life hating the Patriots and Tom Brady. But I'm kind of liking him a little better now. It's not that he's with Tampa. It's just that... Is he he nicer? Or am I nicer?
6: No, I think he's nicer. He showed his friendship. But here's the deal. Those guys didn't need the cash.
7: No, they didn't.
6: Right? But But it still
7: shows some kindness and solidarity between people, right? No doubt. And number four, somehow. The Pittsburgh Steelers are headed to the playoffs. <laughs> the game, Sunday, 8.15 p.m. in Kansas City, and that is your top four at four. Very nice. I mean, are you kidding me? Oh, look! At me. I thought I was going to have a, a a full-blown anxiety attack during that game yesterday. I'm walking around the living room,
6: oh and I'm saying, how can this be enjoyable? Why do we do this? Every Sunday, you go through this road. And, of course, it's the final game of the season. And, they're, like everybody knows, they're not a good team.
7: And just like, I, I sounded like my mom. Do you ever have that feeling where you're like, oh, wow, I sound like my mom? Yeah. I, I, I'm standing there saying, no, this can't be healthy. Which is what my mom said all the time. This can't be healthy.
6: <laughs> Nanny. Channeling Nanny. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't gosh. healthy.
7: It wasn't healthy. But boy, when Ray Ray McLeod caught.
6: Oh, my gosh. Seriously. I about Shoot. lifted
7: out of my oh. chair. Oh, yeah. my. And, you know, don't you feel glad for him that he was able to redeem himself? Yes, I Cause do. Because that would have been a. Rough burden to bear in yeah, the off season, all season long,
6: and then of course it repeated itself last night. Last night I'm the, I went to bed, mm-hmm. you know, fourteen point lead. I'm thinking, but this to is go. no problem. Going to uh, I, I gotta, how
7: how? What are the odds they're going to tie?
6: No, I'm going to bed. I feel good about things. I get into bed. I start, you know, as I do scrolling. All of a sudden, I had to get out of bed and go back downstairs and turn the TV set on in overtime, and then it goes down to literally. Two. two seconds. Two seconds. But anyway, the team is in the playoffs. The team Say is in the playoffs.
7: You and you have to give the players and the coaching staff credit because they do not give up. No. They don't.
6: Ben, I was what, what a great way for Ben to end his final regular season game.
7: The, and how about, first of all, they win. Second of all, his last two games, they beat Baltimore and Cleveland. Yeah. And he beats Baltimore and
6: Baltimore. I, I mean, you know can't make this stuff up. You really can't. so fabulous. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about this a couple of times as the show goes on. As we do, though, we're going to head to the White House. Greg Clarkson joins us every Monday for a conversation about the goings-on in and around the nation's capital. That's next on The Right Home for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, 101.5 Word FM, WORD.
8: 101.5
3: WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Do you have a holy boldness in your faith? arrogance, presumption. This is not boldness.
9: What is boldness? Boldness is having the courage to stand for the Lord Jesus Christ in the face of opposition.
3: Join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, Living Supernaturally,
1: this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Thinking about life insurance?
4: Is something missing in your life? There might just be an empty space that only Jesus Christ can fill. Join us for what God is doing at First Presbyterian Church at Pittsburgh, three twenty Sixth Avenue, downtown. By the way, getting here for Sunday worship at 1045 isn't so hard. Parking is available at the Mellon Square Garage or the garages on Oliver Avenue behind the church. Come for worship, then stay and get to know downtown. God has blessed us to bless this great city. And now an
9: important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that non-contact thermometers are not accurate. They also have inaccurate information on their labels regarding accuracy. New COVID strains are on the rise, and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to
8: hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends.
5: Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. A Recommend Jeff his work ethic and his commitment to excellence.
2: McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Here we go.
6: The former host of Heading Home, her daily at 5 p.m., and now the SRN News White House correspondent <laughs> Greg Clugston joins us live from the White House. Hey, Greg, how are you? I, I'm good. I should have told you it was the award
5: winning Heading Home. right. Award winning.
7: We knew that though. Come what on. Do you?
5: Yeah, what the heck, yeah.
7: (laughs) Hey, Greg, nice to see you today.
5: Thank you. Happy Monday, guys. Thank you, yes.
7: (laughs) All right, so I hate to start with COVID again, but it seems like we should probably... We should probably talk about the surge um, going on. I think on Friday, the big surprise for me was hearing how differently the president was talking about it. All of a sudden, this is not something that was horribly mismanaged by his predecessor and he was going to be able to come in and figure it all out and get it all organized and get the country on track. Now it's a, well, this is the way it is and we're all going to have to learn how to live with it.
5: Yeah, it did seem to be a shift, Kathy, and the president was asked after talking about the jobs numbers before leaving the room was asked the question, can COVID essentially be controlled based on what we've been seeing with this latest Omicron variant and the surge in in infections and even seeing hospitalization rates increase and all the rest? And the president said that he believes it can be controlled, but then he also said this is going to be the new normal. And he went on to say that it, what we're seeing now is not going to necessarily be what we face in the future when it comes to. It may not look the same in the future as it does right now in dealing with COVID. But he essentially said it doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon, which is probably not a news flash. But there was some new language, and uh, there has there have been some news media reports in recent days as well that some former Biden administration officials have been really urging the president and the White House to essentially. Uh, change, change the message and, 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 and let the American people know that look, this is not going to go away. We have to learn how to deal with it, at least in its current form or what the next form will be here for the near term. And so that did seem to be a change in the language used by the president and here at the White House. Right.
6: Okay. So, Greg, so the president uh, talking to the press corps earlier today, what's it like as the president addresses, you know, the larger COVID picture, but then, you know, in the micro realm at the White House, how are things there? I mean, is everybody still masked up? Uh, there is still social distancing going on?
5: We we are masked up. In fact, here in the in the West Wing briefing room workspace where I am and where the briefing room is just upstairs, uh, we have returned to social distancing for the briefings. Mm -hmm. So only 14 members of the press on a rotating basis are in the briefing room a day. Remember, we did this uh, a number of months ago. Sure. And then we returned to a full briefing room, still wearing masks, but sitting side by side, 49 seats. We're back to 14 reporters. Wow. I was uh, I was in the radio pooler seat today, representing all of the radio networks who work here at the White House, and so and we're not only just wearing masks, but uh, we are either to have KN95 or uh, N95 masks as well. So th- th- these are changes that we've seen just the last couple of weeks.
7: Hmm. Wow. Um, Before you came on the air, we were talking about uh, the situation at the Ukraine border, and um, things seem incredibly tense. Um, Obviously, tension is for good reason because of the amount of uh, Russian troops that are amassed there. Um, Tell us what we know. How's the president responding?
5: Well, the president uh, leading up to uh, this week has been pretty consistent in, um, in warning Moscow, warning Vladimir Putin, that there will be serious consequences if Russia invades Ukraine. And, of course, there are some 100,000 Russian troops now that have been stationed along the Ukraine border. Moscow insists there is no imminent attack planned. But uh, why why the forces is is what the U.S. and its allies are asking. So what happened in Geneva today is that uh, representatives from the United States and Russia sat down for the first of a series of meetings this week And there was really no progress reported out of today's meeting. And the the State Department, and echoed again here at the White House, said in describing today's meeting in Geneva that the talks were frank and forthright. In diplomatic speak, that means that uh, it was a pretty cold and hard discussion. There wasn't a lot of warmth and there was not a lot of progress. But it's very clear that the U.S. and its allies see that Russian troop buildup as a very dangerous situation, and the United States uh, and its allies are, are rightfully concerned. I see.
6: So, Greg, can you give us some insight of why Why would Putin, you know, sort of pull back now or create uh, former Soviet Union um, control? What's the deal with why he wants Ukraine?
5: Well, he sees NATO as a threat, obviously, to Russia, but also, as you sort of point out there, John, the idea of former former Soviet-run states. Uh, in terms of, you know, whether you're talking Ukraine or some of the other neighboring countries are, that are former Soviet republics. And there, there's always been this tension between the east and the west and, and with Moscow essentially saying, you know, NATO is, is, is moving in, in our territory, even though these, these countries are no longer officially part of now Russia. And so this is this seems uh, by a lot of analysts uh, point of view that this is really just a power grab attempt uh, to reestablish a a larger portion. In fact, one of the demands uh, for pulling his troops back from Putin is to say we want NATO to go back to uh, its its alliance uh, configuration from back in like the mid 1990s, essentially redrawing the lines of where NATO Can be established uh, in that part of the world. Well, NATO has no intention of, of going backwards in that sense, and neither does the United States.
7: Hmm. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, let's turn our attention here to the U.S., to the state of Georgia. Boy, a lot of conversation over the last year and a half about voting rights in that state. Uh, We remember the uh, fateful day when Rob Manfred decided that we had to uh, move the Major League All-Star game out of Georgia because of that reason. And then, of course, Atlanta went on to win the World Series. (laughs) Really made him look bad. Um, But that's an an ancillary point. Uh, Talk about the latest goings on there and um, the president's involvement.
5: Well, the president is traveling to Georgia tomorrow, and he's going to be giving what the White House is billing as as a major speech about uh, election reform. There is this voting rights bill, as the Democrats have put forward in Congress. This has been a number one issue for a lot of of, 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 uh, allies and activists and advocates of the Biden White House. And Joe Biden himself, as a candidate and since he's taken office, has said, look, This is going to be a a top priority. Well, nothing has happened yet on it, aside from the House, the democratically controlled House earlier uh, last year, voting for it, essentially along party lines. And now we're getting back to the Senate where we've talked about, uh, you know, the makeup of the the U.S. Senate. It's a 50-50 breakdown between Republicans and Democrats. And so essentially, in order for the, the White House to get its legislation through the Senate, Uh, You have to have enough votes and you don't have the 60 votes needed uh, for for passage of this voting rights legislation or the election reform bill. And so what a lot of Democrats want to do is they want to change the voting rules for this particular piece of legislation and make it a simple majority 51 instead of 60 but you've got a couple of Democrats. You might've heard of, uh, of one of them, at least Joe Manchin. He's uh, yeah. he's in the mix just yeah. as he was on stopping the build back better legislation that the, the president was trying to get passed through. He's he's very uncomfortable and has been very hesitant in changing the Senate rules. What's interesting is Joe Biden throughout his entire career in the Senate also uh, was not uh, in favor of changing the filibuster rule, which would reduce the number of votes needed to, uh, to pass legislation. So uh The the White House says that Biden is going to talk about this tomorrow, specifically whether or not to change rules and whether or not he thinks there should be an exception made in this case and that uh, he's going to speak very forcefully about the threat. To democracy, much like he did last week in the January 6th speech up on Capitol Hill when it comes to voting issues here in this country. I see. So, Greg, as the
6: president then shows up in Atlanta, is this just uh, PR fodder? I mean, really, does he really think he's going to change hearts and minds to sort of move this forward?
5: Well, that is a huge question, and it's interesting you, you bring that up because there are a lot of supporters of this president who are uh, who are unhappy with the lack of progress on this so far And some have gone as far to say, don't even come to Georgia tomorrow if you don't have a specific plan to Mm -hmm. get to get it passed. Uh, And so the White House has not been able to say uh, how how the president would change the math of the U.S. Senate situation right now, because it's a math issue in terms of the number of votes needed. And uh, he is not. The president has said that he, he's willing to express uh, an openness to possibly discussing a change of these rules, but he has not come out and said that he, he absolutely is in favor of it. Maybe that'll change tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see what he says specifically.
7: Interesting. Mm. So with all that's going on, um, the, I'm sure the Olympics has kind of fallen off of the radar. But I was just thinking today, I think we're only a couple, three, of, weeks. What, a couple of weeks away. I know that there's not going to be an official U.S. delegation, but is there any conversation about the Olympics in Washington, D.C. now?
5: I have not heard anything in in the last few weeks uh, since that announcement by the U.S. government that there would be no official representation there. But uh, between that and, uh, you know, the Christmas uh, break and now coming back and and with the surge and everything, I haven't heard it uh, discussed by hardly anybody, actually.
7: Okay. Well, before you leave us, John, I have something very important to discuss with you. Um, After you get off the air, Gray. I know you're (laughs) – all of a sudden, he's afraid. He's it's like, where, where is she taking me now? Uh, in our next segment, we're going to be talking about a 106-year-old woman in Philadelphia who credits her longevity to two things, one faith, two Big Macs, mm-hmm. which has made me kind of reassess my dietary priority. The Big Mac. And so I'm wondering, Greg, if you want to weigh in on that. Are you, are you a Big Mac fan? Do you feel as if perhaps that's giving you extra power as you age?
5: I, I can't say can't say I mean I certainly have had Big Macs uh, oh. in my life although it's been a long time since I've had an actual okay
7: original, like how long you know,
5: Big Mac um, probably I'd say I'd say numbers of years numbers of years I, numbers I'm of years. not a, I'm not a fan of the special sauce <gasps> I got to tell you yeah, really yeah. Uh-huh. is the, you know, Big the Mac... two all patties yeah oh. that's okay the special sauce that's where it kind of
6: really I like that right. I like the sauce it's the thir- I, I
5: know it- a lot. My wife does. A lot of people do. Yeah.
6: Is it the third bun? They have a third bun yeah, in there. Yeah, there's a third bun in there. I'm not a fan of the third
7: bun. Well, you don't want the extra carbs. Is that what you're afraid of? I the a, carbs.
5: You know, looking at my figure. I want to make I'm, sure I'm okay. I'm just, I'm a double cheeseburger kind of guy. Bingo. Are you? There you go. Greg. Okay,
7: but, but still committed to McDonald's, yes?
5: Mm-hmm. Committed? That's a pretty strong, that's that a pretty is, strong yeah. word. Right. I mean, you uh, want to live longer, apparently, like this woman did, yeah. right? Is... Um, She's about, the, about the only time I I, I stop there is if uh, if I've had like a seventeen hour workday with hardly mm. any breaks mm-hmm. uh, and I'm on the way home, or if we're we're traveling and there were very few fast food options.
7: Sure. Right. Do you look at that as a reward, Greg, or as a last resort?
5: Um, it it depends on how hungry I am. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, no. it is a reward. Mm. Sometimes yeah. it hits home, right? It feels really good. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Wait, just true. before yeah, you leave
6: uh, not, us, uh, w- let's go back to heading home. Uh, the award-winning "Heading
5: Home,"
7: yeah, yeah, and I would like to know, can How'd we, can the we, award? and can we find that in podcast format somewhere?
5: Uh, that was before podcasts Probably were even a, uh, a thought, or mm-hmm. yeah, or an idea. Now this was back during my college days, and it was uh, it was the Christian Music Information Hour from oh. five to six. Heading home with me, and uh, so it was mostly music, but we stopped uh, a few times in between songs to give you know the stock report and mm-hmm. some some news headlines, some sports headlines, and some. Some, you know, fun news headlines as right. well. But you're also talking about D.C. Talk as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Stephen Curtis Chapman, all yeah, those Sure. Yeah. But, but
7: did you have your own White House correspondent that would join you on that program?
5: No. You no, know, I I didn't. Um, uh, but it, it's a long story. But I did an internship in D.C. during my senior year of college. And so I actually did have somebody from that newsroom come on my show uh, after my semester was over. So uh-huh. in, in a long time. In a long situation I did. That little, was your
7: first foray.
5: Little did you know. That's mm-hmm. exciting. Little did I did know. Did you notice
7: I'm wearing a steeler jersey today, just in case you saw
5: that and uh, weren't
7: aware of what was happening in the NFL?
5: Yeah, I, I'm aware <laughs> and uh, you guys are in and that's yeah, something sure. to be applauded.
7: <laughs> listen to how
10: sweet he is.
5: Thank you, Greg. Always Bye, Greg. a pleasure.
10: Your life, your hopes. And whatever you were searching for at one fifteen AM, it's really none of our business. And it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy. Simplified.
9: And now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that non-contact thermometers are not accurate. They also have inaccurate information on their labels regarding accuracy. New COVID strains are on the rise, and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at Exergen.com.
7: We all know healthcare costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496.
6: Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them, and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money back guarantee. A 6-piece set, two bath, two hand towels and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly 109.99, now just 39.99. Just go to mypillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the towels enter promo code word or call 800-391-0954 but right now mypillow.com promo code is word
8: we are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh at wordfm.com the word fm mobile app iheart tune in and odyssey
2: We'll see low clouds for tonight. It will be breezy and cold with a couple of snow showers. Limited outdoor activity is recommended. Expect a low of 12. Tomorrow, clouds will give way to some sunshine. It will be very cold. Wear extra layers if you're spending significant time outdoors. We'll see a high tomorrow of 24. Wednesday, times of clouds and sun and a high of 40. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
6: not every day that somebody celebrates their 106th birthday, but Dorothy Need, a South Philadelphia native, turned 106 on Friday. She was asked uh, how she was feeling, and she said, I feel fine. She's a great-grandmother of nine, and the great-great-grandmother of one said she was looking her best on her birthday. Uh, they said, so what do you credit your life to? She says, God bless you. She says, serving the Lord. Hmm. Fabulous. Serving the Lord. She also says that when uh, her kids were little she would take them once in a while to McDonald's and from there she got a taste for the Big Mac Mm -hmm. and she said so now when she wants a little pick-me-up and she's feeling a little blue she gets a Big Mac and she credits her love of Big Macs and somehow to pushing her along to 106 years of age serving the Lord and a Big Mac
7: first of all that's such an amazing story kudos to her Mm. and second of all I think it is the special sauce that was decried by Greg Clugston just moments ago. That
6: is gold. No, I don't think so. I
7: love it so much. I'm,
6: I'm doing a McDonald's. I'm doing um, a Big Mac. I'm sorry, a quarter pounder.
7: Okay, Christy, pounder. any interest in McDonald's at all?
10: I can't tell you the last time I had McDonald's. What? Probably, really? Probably five to seven years. Me too.
6: Like what? Well, like, but know, don't
7: you think about it still? Oh yeah. Sometimes I think about it.
6: Okay. Would you rather have McDonald's or Burger King?
7: Burger King. I think I'd choose Burger King. I love a Whopper.
6: Yeah, I like a Whopper too.
7: I think a Whopper is
6: very, very good. Whopper or Five Guys.
10: That's a major price difference.
6: It yeah, is a I major price is. difference. All right. Whopper okay.
7: What or if What if What if price wasn't an option? Then Five Guys.
6: Yeah. Those are good fries.
7: They are, but I I really do enjoy a Whopper. Mm-hmm.
6: I, you know what I had over the weekend was a um a Rachel.
7: I love a Rachel. Yeah, Where did you have that?
6: At dads. dad's. I don't know what Dad's, dads is. Dad's is like a little, uh, you know, there's two locations, one in Edgewood and one in Monroeville. Okay. You know, it's kind of like a you know, sit down, have a sandwich kind of place.
7: It's a good place. So Rachel's a turkey turkey and coleslaw.
6: Yep. Uh, they also have Rubens, which I also love. Corned right. beef and sauerkraut. Fabulous. I don't like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I love a Reuben too.
7: Mm-hmm. But a Rachel, I'm a mm-hmm. huge fan yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know how I feel about coleslaw. Yeah. Well, I no I do think that the uh, this 106-year-old woman's name is uh Her tell name me again. is Dorothy Need. Dorothy. Well, Dorothy Serving
6: uh, the Lord in a Big Mac.
7: I'd take her out, find out about her walk with Jesus and Perfect have Mac. some
6: special sauce. 106. How old well do you think you're walking at 106? What do you think that's like I think it was probably slow, pretty hard, slow.
7: But who knows, she might be doing that workout that I do she and says she I might feel be She fine. You know, Knocking it back. You don't know.
6: I feel fine, she says. Well, who is me working out at 106? What are you working out for? I don't know. Like you want to fit in your pants at 106? <laughs> no, you want to be I mean, healthy. seriously. Maybe. You're healthy. You're alive. I'd say 106, <laughs> I mean, you're a, alive. Can, that's yeah, healthy. You're right. It's, but it,
7: it's kind of a low bar. Right? Maybe she wants to aim higher. Oh, to, to what?
6: 206? What, two Big Macs? I'm just saying that I think it's a possibility. How about poor Bob Saget? I can't believe that. There's a little segue there from Big Isn't that sad? You know what? I have no connection to Bob.
7: Me Sarah. neither. I've n- I never saw the show.
6: Funny Stone Videos? Not a single time. Funny Stone Videos? My kids uh, still love that show.
7: I think I've seen some clips from that, but I never
6: saw Full House. Original, neither have I.
10: Yeah, did you you watch Full House? Grew up on Full House. Did you? Did you?
6: Did you feel bad when you heard the news?
10: I, I mean, sort of.
6: I'll just wait.
7: Well, she's (laughs) all heart today, isn't
10: she? (laughs) Like
6: that's me. Like whenever I'm dead, did you feel? Oh yeah,
10: kind of. (laughs) Like it's not like I knew the guy.
6: No, but But still, don't you have some sense of crying with Betty White? Betty
10: White's a different story. Oh,
6: I see. So Betty White's up here, Bob (laughs) Saget. Yeah. So isn't that weird? Is there a, there has to be like a sort of a pecking order of our celebrity loves.
7: Of course there is. Water, right? That's why Julie Andrews is at the top of every list I have.
6: What happens when she dies?
7: Well, you're not going to want to be around me because it's an oh. extremely sad day. Because
6: Christie was, you know, pretty inconsolable there for a
7: while. I time. know. It was, it was rough. We got a lot so of text rough. messages that were yeah. desperate in tone. Yeah.
6: It wasn't from Milo, though, and his dang whipped cream. <laughs> Just
7: Talk about desperate in yes. tone. All right. Coming up next, uh, Reverend Jay Slocum back with us after a... uh Long hiatus. I couldn't think of what the H word was. Uh, Anyway, how your favorite sweater in the American flag can make you a better neighbor. What's next? Right Righto.
8: 1.5 WORD.
3: I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you each day to open the Word of God and ask for His input. And I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world are more spiritual than they are political or economic. Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. Join me, and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at
4: 9.30, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. So I invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes, without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. And then it's night five and I'm sitting at the kitchen table and I look down at myself and I can't help but just laugh because there I am wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike and I'm eating two corn dogs. And I think we'd all agree the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman, and often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We not United Faith Mortgage.
3: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or you
8: Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper and we literally had
5: Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-Berry-Dry. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-Berry-Dry. That's 1-800-Berry-Dry to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939.
6: Have you been to churches where the American flag is prominently displayed? Mm-hmm. There's been a sort of a, a pushback from that recently. Yeah. Right? Um, there's been a lot of uh, hand wringing over yeah, the flag.
7: Yeah, you know what? I heard that conversation about whether it's appropriate to have an American flag in the church when I was a kid. Really? So it's not, it's I mean, so yeah, it's not like that's a new conversation, though it, like everything else, has achieved a new
6: level of fervor. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The, yeah, well, Reverend Jay Slocum is back with us. Jay's been a guest on our show over the years. And Jay, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Doing
12: great. Thanks for having me on, John and Kathy.
7: Always good to talk to you, Jay. It's been a long time, so we're really happy to have you back. Um, so yeah. without going into the actual conversation that people are having about, you know the American flag in the church. Um, when you think about the issue, how do you think it should be talked about? Like the, and maybe I'm not being specific enough. Maybe is that should we be talking about the actual issue of Christian nationalism, or is it more what is acceptable or suitable in sanctuary?
12: So I think that rather than hitting the topic head on, I think it's important and more useful pull back a little and and talk about patriotism instead because Christian nationalism is has a lots of shards on it and it is it, it can easily become vile and and malignant so i approach this problem on july 4th i have a july 3rd birthday and so it's one of the very few times i'm ever on facebook you know because people (laughs) wish you a happy birthday yeah and so i said oh there's so-and-so and and there's so-and-so and and i clicked on their thingy and saw and one of my dear friends you know was in a big argument with somebody else about the flag and said that you know patriotism equals fascism and so I just kind of really drew back, and there was a picture of a flag burning on her Facebook page. She was getting all kinds of blasts from friends and family. So I asked my adult children, because they're way more uh, connected to what's going on than I was. And then they started talking about the problems in, in the church with flags being rejected. And anyway, it got me into it. So I started thinking about the issue, and then I started thinking about... How to think about it, and as a pastor, how might we approach this? And I remembered reading C.S. Lewis's little book called The Four Loves, and in chapter two of that book, he has a whole section on patriotism. And remember, C.S. Lewis is a World War—he's um, he's a veteran of the war of the Great War. He and Tolkien both uh, were, were ha- harmed and injured in the war. They had a real high sense of patriotism. So he writes about patriotism, but he roots it in affection. And it's the Greek word storge. It's the word for sentimentality or affection. It's, you know, I like Minios, you like Vinny's, you like Aello's, yeah. you know, you like Rachel's, you like Ruben's. And while, why? Well, because I grew up eating them and they're familiar to me. And, you know, John, for some godforsaken reason still loves the pirates you know and they, they <laughs> ah, continue to lose yes, but why did he love I mean, them well he loves them because that's his team right yeah it's the team he's been going and watching for decades and it's our city and and so uh you know that really really helped me because it allowed me to get away from the the heat of the argument and the controversy And go back to the more basic, fundamental things. And here's what I really found the gold in this was that C.S. Lewis argues that you have to start loving your family and loving your place at the table and loving mom's version of hot dogs and beans and thinking it's better than everyone else's in order to actually become a godly patriot. Similar to uh, if a little boy who plays with Legos is preparing himself to be an engineer or a little girl who has her dolls when she's three and four is preparing herself to become a mother um, who can nurture. Lewis was arguing that if we don't have affections for familiar things and we don't hold them up as being wonderful and better than others, we probably won't be able to defend our country in times of war. Hmm. or be patriotic in a godly way so remember the word patriot comes from the same root word as patriarchs abraham isaac jacob and joseph it's rooted in the word the way of the fathers so there's this the familiarity of the way in which our fathers did it so i i approached the discussion and and the argument through that vein and say look as long as you can stay grounded in reality um and realize your country's not may not be objectively the best country in the world but you know in america we love rugged individualism we love people who take the initiative we love kind of saying things the way they are and we're not like the english we really don't like pot pies and tea and Cornish pasties, you know, yeah, and the Queen's speech on Christmas Eve, although I do love that.
7: Um, You know, you you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, sure, sure. And I think, well, let me just break in and say, I think there is something that we, uh, I think you're right in saying that we've minimized about loving the familiar. I think maybe is that our cynical time is that we tend to think, oh, well, you know, loving something that's old, that was related to your, to your parents' generation, that's just, you know, loving something about America when it was at its worst. What?
12: Yeah, yeah, I think that is very cynical and very da- dangerous, right? I mean, who would say that about their Christmas tradition or, you know, their Christmas Eve tradition or, you know, my family just found out that we're not going to be able to stay in the same home for our summer vacation in Cape Cod that we've been staying in for 10 years. And I said, well, why don't we just go to Rhode Island or other, some other place in that Massachusetts or Maine. And my whole family said, but no, that's our house. Well, it's not actually our house. It's just a house we get to use, but we didn't No, No one would have said that, you know, oh, who cares about where we've been for the last 10 years every year? Well, that's uh, you'd see that, and you'd say, "Ooh, that's something's wrong with that person. Why would they be so jaded?" Right. Um, I, I mean, I'm in the sentiment. I'm in the sentimentality business as a business owner who restores vintage bicycles and bi- vintage bicycle parts for people all over the world. I sell love. I sell the love mm-hmm. of that old familiar thing right. that connects you to your dad or your childhood or the paper route you had when you lived in Chicago and you threw papers for three years, and it gave you enough money to go to college. That kind of thing, uh, I think, has a lot of virtuous qualities to it.
6: Right. But, Jay, at the same time, right, when I see the flag in a sanctuary, I, I'm not upset by that at all. And, I, and despite what's happened here, you know, in the last couple of years or so, I love this country and of course, uh, but but uh, why does
7: it have to be in the sanctuary? It doesn't
6: have to be in the sanctuary. I'm not saying it upsets me one way or another. Uh, I get why people want it in the sanctuary and why people don't want it in the sanctuary, but I love this country. And so I'm not going to diminish my love of country sentimentality or not. I still believe it's America is the greatest country to me. And so I want to uphold that at the same time. Christ comes before all that. So that's why I have no problem with the flag not being in the sanctuary.
12: Yeah. Yeah. So that makes the civil discourse really healthy, John. When we, when we root it in our love of the familiar and our love of the things that we grew up with and that are fond, we are fond of, um, I think we have a better chance of coming out the other end with at least a reasonable understanding of why people want something. So it, I did a lot of research on this and I found that in towns where there are military bases in there are towns where there are large immigrant populations, we see a lot of flags um, of the country that the person immigrated to or the country, the person's serving in the sanctuary. And usually it's pastorally insensitive to not have it there. And then what we, what I've also found is in multi highly multicultural trends, uh, kind of, Uh, crossroads of the world places, around the world, uh, people have more of a hesitancy of flying the country flag. In countries where Christianity has been pushed down and where there's been a lot of persecution of Christianity, Christians also tend not to want to fly the country's flag. So that gives it context. Mm -hmm. So I think in 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 a city like Pittsburgh, where you have multiple nations um, and backgrounds of Polish people and Ukrainian people and Slovakian people and a church on every corner from every single corner of the world, when you go in those sanctuaries and you see the flags, you'll often see an American flag and then an Italian flag, or you'll see a Slovakian flag or you'll see an Irish flag. And I think that then you want to really, rather than tear all that down, you want to look at the context and say, where did it come from? And why did they make the decision for it to be there but i think some of the things i've noticed are pastors who are kind of younger they're not rooting things in a discussion around the beauty and virtue of patriotism or affection for the familiar they're just afraid and they don't want to be in a controversy so they just take it out and they don't they don't even address the issue
7: and so you think and that then, you, and you think that's a mistake because oh, you're yeah. not a, you're not giving people the chance to enter into this larger conversation
12: yeah, because everything has a context. And as pastors, you know there are these these sacred vessels. You know, it's you know, Aunt, you know Margaret, who's the oldest person in the congregation. Her great grandfather was the person who bought the chalice for the mm-hmm. communion set. And you know, to take that out, you, Margaret would never show up in church again. You can't just take that out. And but a new pastor would come in and say, well, why do you have to have this old chalice? Well, why are you being insensitive about the history of a church and the artifacts? within it that tied the generations together. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a church planter, and I'm a pastor that loves contemporary worship, and I'm a person who embraces change, and I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm not this kind of dotty old guy who doesn't like change. Uh, but I have learned over 30 years of ministry that um, there really is a beauty and a purpose to things that we have affection for because they're familiar. Right. I mean, even if they're not the greatest in the world, you
6: know. I mean, I'm often surprised, Jay, by people, especially, you know, a younger generation who would denigrate the United States. I mean, we were just talking, you know, uh, with a White House correspondent about uh, Russia and Ukraine. I mean, seriously, yeah. you travel anywhere in the world and you come back to America, you've got to be thrilled to be here. I think we just are so short sighted, we're spoiled by our freedoms and we kind of blow past them and look at our warts instead. Yeah.
12: Yeah, you know, and I'm a conservative Christian, and I think I could make a case for American exceptionalism. Yeah. Um, and, and and so, and I would be willing to have a conversation with somebody who's younger and, and, and more cynical um, about those kinds of things. But I, I would really want to start with the more base things, like, hey, do you have an old sweater that you really love that you may not go out of the house with, but, you know, it's yours because yeah. you had it since you were uh, somebody that... You, you know, your dearly beloved grandmother gave it to you and you've worn it ever since. And how would you feel if someone tore that from you? Um, now, that's not, you know, the flag, it's not a flag, but it's the same kind of thing. It has symbolic meaning to a person because they've had it for a long time right.
6: and nobody and died for the sweater.
12: That's right. Well, and possibly someone could. Right. So you you want to hear what the story is and, and what its meaning is. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that, I think, is kind of giving flesh to it. But to just sort of pull things out and not talk about it because you're afraid because the times are a bit hairy right now, I don't think that has a lot of integrity.
6: I'm into that. Hey, Jay, it's always a pleasure. Thanks a lot. You know, you raise questions that make us think deeper about our faith. And so it's always a good conversation to have you with us. Yeah, I love being with you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Reverend Jay Slocum. Take a quick break. We got more ahead. Want to be a more effective disciple maker
9: in 2022? Crossroads Ministries in Finleyville presents Refuel One Day Pittsburgh, Tuesday, January 25th. A free event for pastors, ministry teams, and community leaders to come together, be inspired, and learn what effective disciple makers do to better impact our world. Featuring Thomas Road Baptist Church Senior Pastor Jonathan Falwell and leaders of the Liberty Church Network. 9 to 3 p.m. January 25th, lunch will be provided. Register
6: free of charge at CrossroadsMinistries.com. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found out that about 2006 towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99 now, just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towel. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com promo code is WORD.
9: Wake up and
6: text.
1: Text and eat. Mm -hmm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever.
11: Hi. Oh, hey.
1: Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger, put it in the glove box, just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. The best recommendations
6: on goods and services come from friends and family, people that you trust, right? Well, here's my recommendation If you're buying and you need a mortgage, use United Faith Mortgage. Refinance? United Faith Mortgage. Cash Out Refinance? United Faith Mortgage. Look at their reviews online. It's legit. And people are over the top happy with their professionalism, the integrity, the ease of doing business with a good family. Because faith and family are at the center core of who they are as people. It's in all they think, all they say, all they do. So, in today's topsy turvy world, deal with the good family from United Faith Mortgage. That's my recommendation. All the more reason that when you find something that works, that's good you want to shout it from the rooftops because someone finally has your back. United Faith Mortgage. That's excellent. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number
3: 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number 22672.
6: I follow this site called Study Finds. And it's exactly as you might imagine from the from the wording, Study Finds. So here's what they say today. This makes me laugh. Extreme Meditation Retreat where participants practice for 10 hours daily, leads to significant changes. Now, meditating each day activates genes that fight off cancer and viruses like COVID. All right. I mean, I think anybody, if you're a believer and you are serious about your prayer life, I mean, it's... Like meditation somehow brings on some sort of. Right, so societal, they're, so
7: they're, they're using as meditation as is like the, an umbrella the term all. for you know, right? Having moments of
6: quietude, health. Meditating here's a, here's a, here's the piece. First paragraph: Meditating for a few minutes each day. Maybe a few minutes. Maybe the first step in helping the body fight off cancer and viruses like COVID. A new study reveals: a team from the University of Florida found that meditation and yoga programs, or this is in quotes, inner engineering practices (IEPs) dramatically boost the body's Amazing. immune system. Mm-hmm. Inner engineering practices
7: can be can give. That.
6: How about just you saying your prayers? It's a little too precious. Spending time with God, okay?
7: The, the I, Lord know, of the I wonder. I'm not sure what meditation actually is.
6: um I believe it's what finding a quiet space and you're conscious of your breathing. Yeah, okay. And
7: is that what meditation is? And, I, what, and what are you thinking about?
6: Yeah your good vibes
7: I don't know what. Uh, I, that's my question I'd yeah. be curious to know what are you that.
6: focusing on yeah. in your meditation right because you have to otherwise your mind's just going to kind of wander Man, around and all of a sudden you, you start
7: thinking about your shopping list
6: your waffles right I Which, love waffles okay fine I mean you know but I'm not going to meditate towards waffles and, and
8: I have done I've dreamt about them before
6: my inner engineering practices
8: WORD-FM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the Word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
2: With SRN
13: News, I'm John Scott. The U.S. and Russia meeting for talks amid tensions linked to the Ukraine. Senior U.S. and Russian officials have formally launched special talks on strategic stability as part of a flurry of diplomatic activity in Europe this week aimed at defusing tensions over a Russian military buildup on the border with Ukraine. Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Ryabkov led a delegation arriving by Swiss police escort at the U.S. diplomatic mission in Geneva for the latest round of face-to-face talks with Wendy Sherman, the U.S. Deputy Secretary of State, and her team. The meeting is part of strategic security dialogue talks launched by Presidents Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin during a June summit in the Swiss city. Bernie Bennett reporting.
2: The pandemic beginning to recede as a top priority in the minds of Americans. It's increasingly overshadowed by concerns about the economy and personal finances. That's according to a poll from the Associated Press, NORC, Center for Public Affairs Research. This is SRN News.
8: Live, right now, the free Married in 12 Months or Less five-day challenge at lovestories.com featuring creator, author, and matchmaker Jackie Dorman. Jackie's teachings have helped thousands of women just like you get out
7: of the waiting room and step into the love story that God has written for them. Are you
10: wondering if this year you'll still be asking why it seems so easy for other people to find love but so hard for me? If you're feeling the pain of being alone and are tired of everyone around you finding their soulmates and leaving you behind, then get ready to remove the barriers to finding the marriage of your dreams and start believing it's possible for you. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Join me in my Married in 12 Months Challenge, where I'll teach you why now is your time to find love, what are the lies that are holding you back, and the tools you need to become a bride. Register at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com.
11: Pick up Jackie's book, Married in 12 Months or Less, wherever books are sold. I'm a
14: North Hills girl, and I'm proud to serve that community that I've grown up with.
11: Stock
3: Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock.
14: Nobody in my family was a dentist. It was kind of this innate thing planted in my heart since about first grade. And so God leading me down this path, it's been incredible to not only see my passion come to life, but to be able to do it at home is incredible.
1: Exceptional Dentistry, Compassionate Care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. Thank
2: We'll see low clouds for tonight. It will be breezy and cold. With a couple of snow showers, limited outdoor activity is recommended. Expect a low of 12. Tomorrow, clouds will give way to some sunshine. It will be very cold. Wear extra layers if you're spending significant time outdoors. We'll see a high tomorrow of 24. Wednesday, times of clouds and sun and a high of 40. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
5: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios.
6: And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmon. Again, I have to say this, it's four minutes past five, and, and there's still a semblance of light in the sky. We are leaning into the light. Despite... It's almost spring. Almost, right?
7: I mean, just because there's going to be record cold, and they had to, like, close all the schools in Boston because of it. It's okay. No, I think Seriously. You know what? Easter's uh, right around the corner.
6: Seed catalogs arrived the other day. Did they? I haven't planted a seed in about 15 years, <laughs> and I still am on the mailing list, which I appreciate, because it's like a harbinger.
7: When you were away on Friday, Doug Oster joined us oh, on the air, right. and I confessed that I have never planted a bulb. Anything. Oh. And do you know how he responded? He mocked you? No. There, were three, there was three seconds of about dead silence where he was trying to come to grips with it, <laughs> and then... His better angels kicked in and he went into his whole thing about, no, 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 Kathy, it's okay. I just want you to be happy and I'll show you how. And he is a treat. Oh, he's fabulous. Doug Oster. He is an absolute treat. Anyway, so speaking of treat, if you love football, yesterday could have been the greatest day of your life. Or the worst. It was so tense. now, Now, let me also say this, just to throw in a little bit of a personal anecdote. That, um, there's a renovation that's going to be happening at my house, and so we're moving we've moved our living area to the second and third floor so mm. they can tear the first floor apart, yeah, which means that I had to disconnect my t v from my cable box because mm. mm. I don't you know there's only one place where the yesterday, cable yes the game is over to do well, it. I did it, we did it Saturday oh. late, and so Sunday, I had talked to my provider about this ahead of time. How am I going to watch cable? you know, I'm paying for it, how am Should I going to continue to watch it? Yeah. It's no problem you can just watch it online yeah, in yeah, the app. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not. That doesn't work. No. So so the game is starting.
6: Oh, and you like turned your app on.
7: And I, nothing. No. Nothing, blackout. Yeah. So I have to call my company. I'm not going to talk about which one it is. <laughs> an hour and 14 minutes oh. later they answer the phone. <laughs> I was on hold for an hour and 14 minutes. So now I've got the the radio on yeah. so that I can hear what's going on. Sure. My anxiety level amping up. Of amping course. up the whole time. It's
6: a very tense game. You're dying in here. I'm sorry. It's okay. This happens sometimes.
7: That was before the tension of the fourth quarter kicked in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the time last night happened and the whole you know Oakland uh, Chargers I, thing, I I couldn't. I just
6: couldn't. I had to go for a walk when the Steeler game was over. I was like so amped up. I was like, I have to just get out of here for a little bit, just to get some fresh air. I mean, what the heck?
7: Christy, did you uh, stay up and watch the game last night? No, you didn't care. Uh, no. I. Why? That I One, I got to get my beauty rest. She doesn't show up looking this great by accident.
6: Right. I've given up on that for myself. So I can sit until 5 a.m.
7: Mm-hmm. So
10: you went to bed early. You didn't care. I did. And when I, w- I woke up this morning from the text from John, and I was like, I don't know what, what we're even talking about.
6: Uh, my text was, what the heck? Right. Exclamation point. X. I mean, it, it was, I couldn't believe we were going it through It was this. outrageous. And it you was, two, no, nobody responded. I was well, like, oh, they're clearly. Because right. here's the
7: thing. I was in my bed try, telling myself I should be sleeping. But instead, I'm like watching it in like with one eye mm-hmm. thinking, and, and part of me is hating myself for not being watching it on the TV I went downstairs. and the other part of me is hating myself for, for being this invested in another game that's making be? me psychologically unwell
6: it was like part of Steeler history
7: it was, un, it was absolutely amazing right. okay so Friday when you were away John you yeah. were kind enough to still send in your picks for the weekend oh yeah okay so Christy and I made our picks live on the air mm-hmm. I, I believe mm-hmm. I I related your picks accurately
6: yeah and were you like go Steeler Nation Right? These guys are going to win this game.
7: Well, we all picked the Steelers as victors. Okay. But Christy and I did publicly mock you. I can't believe I have what? to say this. Mock this you? is really difficult to, have to talk about. What? This is very difficult to talk about. We publicly mocked you for picking the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Indianapolis Colts.
6: Because yeah, people were saying, all the so-called experts, oh, 9% chance that this is ever going to I really happen. dislike it. Right.
7: This is such a... But
6: look, if I was all in. Humiliation. I was all in for the Steelers.
7: Yes, I know. So you Boom. said that the Jags would win 17-10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said that they would lose 28-7. Mm-hmm. Christie said they would lose 31-14. Oh, ye have little faith. So, uh I will tell you that Christie got 0 points out of that. I got 0 points out of it and John gets a point. I should get 5 points. Okay, I'm giving you, t- I, you should. I I'm giving you 2 points because it was so preposterous. I think you
6: should give like, me Like two-
7: picking that no,
10: game. No, no, you're right about was that. so
6: preposterous. I feel like I have to give you an extra point. Cuz I'm a diehard Right or a Maybe, homer?
7: You don't agree, Christy? Christy no, thinks no, no. That brings them too close to my score.
10: No, you
6: should give me two points. No.
7: All right, uh, we all picked the Steelers. Um, at the 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 actual score on Sunday, of course, sixteen yeah. thirteen. Um, I got two points out of it because I was what? closest.
6: You get two points. I was closest. What's a two-point? Listen,
7: she's really far back. She needs all the points she can get. Okay, all right. Listen, I don't think I need to be publicly mocked by you, just because we did that to John on Friday. Anyway, and then the Pens and the Stars played on Saturday, that and awesome. um, you both thought that the Pens would win, and I had a feeling that their comeuppance was due, and it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, so um, I got points out of that, too. What? So, wait a second yeah You're the point like look she's i'm the sorry points. you've been mocking me for weeks now and <laughs> i'm eager to share where I we are like right a, now we, we okay need
6: like a you know a neutral party here. Which, maybe right. we should look at this <laughs> the management. Hey, any minute
7: any minute you guys want to keep track of this crazy I think thing so. okay I give you five take it five off points. my hands i'd be fine with it here we are overall yeah as Steelers. of this weekend tied no hey tied <laughs>
11: take
6: it. thank you
7: at 19 and a half.
6: Thank you. John and Christy. Thank you.
7: Tied.
6: That's where that extra point that extra points Listen, came in handy. I counted it
7: three it. times. I was mm. like, could this be right? And uh, I have gotten up to 18.
6: Oh, okay. I'm getting wow. pretty.
7: I'm getting pretty close. Yeah. I had a very good weekend picking.
6: You're just throwing yourself extra points all the time.
7: No, <laughs> that's absolutely not true. <laughs> Let's, if I would have been throwing myself extra points, I would have been doing a lot I mean, better you know, than I'm doing.
6: You give yourself an extra point just because you're keeping score of things. No,
7: no, no. I got, but I did get two extra points because I uh, was closest in the pens right. and I uh, closest in the Rams.
6: Does this end at some point?
7: Uh, I mean, know,
10: after have, for, next week.
6: After next week. But
7: uh, the rest of the NFL season goes on.
6: Yeah, but you know, I mean,
7: how of course, here you know, we are assuming the Steelers are going to lose. <laughs> well, next week we sh- well, we can learn our well. lesson. Mean,
6: I mean seriously. I mean, are you going to pick
7: the chances of Jacksonville beating Indianapolis? Don't say was never say ridiculous. never. ridiculous. So the fact that no. that happened, do you know before the Steelers started playing yesterday, their chances of making the playoffs. What do you think the percentage was? Mm. Before the game. 10%?
6: Mm-hmm.
7: Christy,
6: 10%? 8? Eight, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. okay. Well, everything conspired to go with them, so right? anything
7: can happen this weekend. Yeah, Sunday at eight fifteen, Steelers at Chiefs.
6: Yeah, that's a rough one, though. You know it is. It's Patrick Mahomes. I well, mean, we've
7: already seen what happened. Yeah, I mean, we did. We I mean, played him like three weeks ago, and, and I don't think it went well.
6: Our friend Tom Lewis is—he's uh, a Kansas City Chiefs fan. We heard from him yesterday. He's going to be in here next week. I believe. That's going to be unbearable. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, yesterday essentially the Steelers won their playoff game by getting in the playoff game. That's what I think. It was great. I mean, it was was great. It really, really was great. I mean, to see Ben exit like that, another winning drive—that was fabulous. And
7: I I did think to myself, I I thought, you know what? I need to take a moment and just appreciate what Ben looks like when he's starting the the drive at the end of the game. I mean.
6: He gets crushed in He's there, man. He's at his
7: absolute best.
6: He surely is, right? I mean, everybody else is in turmoil, and Ben's like, chill.
7: What did Tomlin say? Everybody else gets a little funny.
6: Oh, he does. Uh-huh. Yeah, because everybody does. Well, who wouldn't get funny? Heck, I'm sitting at home, and I'm, like, getting funny running around the living he room. He says Ben stays the same. Very good. Okay, we'll take a quick break. When we do come back, uh, what is on our docket? Oh, parents, kids. kids how how parents can help their kids have a deeper sense of
7: belonging. Mm-hmm crucial how would you create that in your kid well we'll find out next
8: 101.5 WORD
3: turning point with David Jeremiah if I could try to explain to you what it means to abide in Christ If I could say, here is the secret to your spiritual life in one word, I could not come up with a word that would be more central to the Christian
2: experience than the word obedience.
13: Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, 10 Steps
3: to Spiritual Renewal, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD.
6: Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore; they feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb well. Mike Lindell at my pillow found out that about two thousand and six towels changed forever. They started importing them, and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft, but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99 now, just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towel. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com promo code is WORD. Do your pets have the same energy
3: they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dynavite. that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer.
11: If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite.
4: You won't believe how happy your dog will be.
12: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com.
6: So we're about to enter year three. Uh You've had kids throughout this process. You know how difficult it's been to navigate this. I feel so bad. I mean, you know, you feel bad for old people who were so isolated all these many years, especially for kids who were like, what is going on? So how did you stay in contact with your kids? How did you give your kids a sense of... This is who we are. This is our home. This is our family. This is our belonging. You haven't, you know, the world, even though it's gone away, everybody is still here in some form. Well, Charlotte Dolan's with us. Charlotte Dolan is a writer, a spiritual director, host of the Hope for the Lonely podcast. Her newest book is called The Great Belonging, How Loneliness Leads Us to Each Other. Charlotte, uh, welcome back to the show.
14: Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's good to see you. Charlotte, um, you have kids. John
7: has kids. I have kids. Um, and I think every parent has had to negotiate a different set of issues. Um, I think in, in my family, uh, the biggest thing was disappointment. It was just, you know, fortunately, our family was in a situation where we had enough money to make it and we didn't have that extra bit of anxiety. My husband and I were both able to hold on to our jobs during COVID. Yeah. We were able to, you know, get groceries. So so our basic needs were met. Um, but my daughters both, one was a senior in college, one was a senior in high school, and it was just one disappointment after another um so from your family what were the what were the struggles what what was the what was the disappointment for you
14: um one very similar so um my oldest is 19 so she was a senior in college in 2020 and um she was supposed to march in the rose parade Mm -hmm. that year i guess a year ago um so She missed that. She missed all the fun graduation activities. My son is a junior now in high school, so he missed um, a lot of basketball, a lot of social things. And um, yeah, there was a lot of disappointment, a lot of sadness, a lot of frustration, and not even understanding what was happening. And very few adults understood what was happening. So I would say there was probably a lot of fear also like with a the disappointment, there's fear and uncertainty mm. as to like, what is going on and why is this happening and why can't things just be the way they used to be? Right.
6: So here we are. As I said, Charlotte, we're entering into our third year of this. Uh, things have gotten better then they've gotten worse and they've gotten better again. And now, you know, it looks like, okay, as bad as they are, they're going to get better sooner than rather than later. So how did you navigate with this? I mean, you know, what advice did you give yourself? What to, to teach your kids how to deal with all this? And especially, you know, as the family, we're fortunate. Like we said, our families are together. So we navigated this together. But of course, the kids were feeling like their worlds were blown up.
14: Yeah. Yeah. So for me personally, engaging with art has always formed me and mm. healed me. And by engaging with art, I mean um, music, listening to music, watching films, seeing visual art, putting myself in the way of beauty and, and sometimes not beauty, sometimes <laughs> um, horror and, um, To remind myself, I'm a part of something larger than myself. There's a story larger than my story, than this story. Mm. Um, And I think art has always been a way that um, I have been able to understand things that I don't have words for. And as a writer, it can be confusing and hard when I don't have words for something. So engaging with, um, and even literature helps me, poems, reading poetry. Um, When I enter into art, I feel safer and I feel, um, less alone. So this summer, um, I realized I had been doing that with my kids for 19 years. When I feel, um, overwhelmed as a parent, cause I rarely know what to do and how to do it and when to do it <laughs> as a parent, you know, um, I would turn to art. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. let's go look at some paintings or let's listen to some music and try to have conversations around art that helped me connect with my kids, helped helped me offer my kids something larger than the story they're telling themselves in that moment. You know, it starts with books. We read to our kids when they're very young, you know, and we're all supposed to do that. And I think a lot of parents do that. They read to their kids. Well, I tried to keep reading to my kids, even as they got older, I read essays and poems and I'm reading a book now with my son. And um, I mean, of course it's not every day because he has school and basketball and all kinds of things. So it's not perfect and it's not in ways I would prefer, but when I help my kids enter into art and when we enter into art together, it does create some stability and connection in ways that are hard to find um, elsewhere. I think
7: that's good. The Ride Home streaming live on YouTube, so you can find us there and watch the show at The Word Pittsburgh. We have Charlotte Donlan uh, via Zoom right here with us on the show. Charlotte is a writer, a spiritual director, host of the Hope for the Lonely podcast, and I want to highlight her newest book, which is called The Great Belonging, How Loneliness Leads Us to Each Other. Charlotte, I'm really inspired. I love how you have used art as a way to connect with your kids. I think that um, we, my husband and I were just talking yesterday about how when our kids were little, you know, you're in this constant state of desperation, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how to manage and how to, you know, make choices and those sorts of things. And my default was to always go to the library. If I didn't know what to do, I just went to the library. And what my husband said yesterday is he said, you were at the library all the time. (laughs) Well, that's because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, But you've done the same thing, right? Except you've turned to art when you don't know what you're doing. And so why do we do that? You know, it wasn't like going, I think
14: going to the library made me feel better. Was, is art the same way for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going to the library, even just listening to a Bob Dylan album or, you know, anything that was outside of myself made me feel like someone was helping me, you know, that this art, this thing bigger than myself, this story that's being told, whether by an uh, an author or a painter or a filmmaker or a photographer, and I'm talking all kinds of art, low art, high art, all of the in-between art. I don't need to only expose my kids to Bach and Vivaldi, you know, Um, although those are great and I do (laughs) Um, help them listen to classical music. Um, But I think if I... If I tell most parents, I think you need to help your kids engage with art to help them feel less alone and to help them flourish and to mitigate any health, mental health crises that might come up. I think a lot of parents will be like, "Uh oh, oh, no, what do I do? I don't I'm not an art expert. I think parents would feel nervous and scared. And I think my main message that I would love for parents to hear is just try it like just you know, go to the museum for 20 minutes. I read seven of the top selling parenting books a few months ago. And all of my theories about why art helps kids engaging with art, not necessarily making art, although making art is good too. All of my theories are in line with these um, top selling books, but two of the books, so none of them mentioned engaging with art and two of them actually were like, we know you have visions of taking your kids to the museum and that's what you think a good parent is. And, you know, it's okay um, because it's going to be a disaster and you don't have to do that. And there are other ways to be a good parent. I'm like, wait, you can take your kids to the museum, but it doesn't have to be a whole day ordeal where they have to act perfectly. And, you know, you look at a million works of art, like no one has the capacity for that, you know? So I've taken my son who's 17 years old to our local art museum twice In the past few months, and my godson, who's five, I took him. We didn't stay longer than 30 minutes with any of those trips. It's like you just kind of feel like it's just a little visit, you know. (laughs) We're just going to go and look at some art. And then I'm going to ask you some questions. You know, what did you like? What did you not like? Um, When I asked my son what he liked the most after one trip, I was fascinated by his response because it had to do with the technique and the intricacies of the painting, technique like not the the um image Mm. and i was like oh so you're paying attention to those tiny tiny details and wondering how the artist did that you're not necessarily looking at this larger picture so that helps me know him in a way i didn't know him before Mm. and now like i go to the museum and see that painting and it connects me to my son and it connects me to this this summer when we were dealing with some difficult things that you deal with with teenage boys and it creates this sort of web of connection and belonging that, or it's added to that web. You know, I think many things can help create that web, but art is one thing that that adds to the web. That's interesting.
6: We're talking about the, the pandemic and loneliness and giving your kids a, a place to be that's a safe and secure. You know, in, in the midst of this, Charlotte, um, I got two boys uh, and they're in their early 20s. And my, my youngest said to me at one point, Dad, when I was a little kid, I was always worried that you were going to die. But mm-hmm. now that I'm older, it's okay if you died. <laughs> I mean that's sweet I think and and I get it I mean you know I I think a lot of guys feel that way like if your parents die whenever you know you're six or eight or 10 or 12 or, or 15 or whatever you would be in turmoil but then as you know you progress and you mature you start to separate from your parents and it's okay you don't want them to die but you do kind of sort of know yourself a little bit better and think I think I can handle this I took that as a positive sign that despite the turmoil Things were progressing as they needed to be, and and that was a good thing.
14: Definitely. And he told you, like, he felt safe enough with you to say, hey, I really used to be afraid of that. And now I'm actually, I mean, he felt safe enough to say, I think I'd be okay if you die. Which can be a hard thing to hear as a parent, right? Oh, yeah, it was.
6: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I think you know, kids have these very deep and very complex emotions, like adults do. And I think you know, oftentimes, uh, as a as a dad, I wasn't able to access you know what questions were I was I able to ask that could open up a door to a deeper conversation. That was always my struggle as a dad. I wanted to go into that. My dad had no connection to that whatsoever. So I vowed as a dad that I was going to try to open that door more so. And I think to me, that's the valuable thing. What can I do to deepen the conversation? So my kids know me and know the situation better. Yeah.
14: Yeah. Yeah. And along those lines, I have one great suggestion. Um, I mean, you can still do this, even though your boys are older, but um, you know, a lot of parents have family night, um, family movie night. So they'll everyone get the popcorn, watch the movie. So I would love for parents and other caregivers to try going a little bit deeper and being a little bit more intentional with family movie night. So here are a few questions you could ask, say, after you watch a movie. Um, Why did you think that character did that thing? What are three things you loved about that movie? What are three things you didn't love about that movie? What in that movie made you feel safe? What made you feel scared? If you were to create a different ending, what would you, what would you do? What would you have the main character do? So it's, it's taking it a little bit further instead of just pressing stop or whatever we do now with TVs, (laughs) you know, we don't have DVD players anymore. Um, Turning off the computer or the, or the screen and like invite your kids into a conversation. And I think most kids, even if you have trouble having meaningful conversations with your children for whatever reason, most kids are willing to enter into these conversations where art is the doorway to um, deeper things, to to deeper things. And it's a doorway to knowing your kids Mm -hmm. and for your kids to know you, like not only do they answer those questions, parents and caregivers can answer those questions too. So it's a two way knowing, you know, they know us more and we know them more. That's good. That's really, really good. Charlotte.
7: I've really enjoyed this so much. Thanks for being here today.
14: Thanks so much for having me.
7: That's Charlotte Donlan. Check out her latest book, The Great Belonging, How Loneliness Leads Us to Each Other. Also, she's the host of the Hope for the Lonely podcast. You can find that wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks, Charlotte. Coming up next, does this make sense?
6: Does what make sense? High school students are deep into the process now of choosing, hoping, applying where they are going to be as the fall semester gets underway at colleges across the country. And, you know, from your own experience, this may have been you. Certainly it was us. You start to think. uh,
7: What do I want out of a school?
6: How does this work? What
7: What am I willing to pay for?
6: Where do I fit in? What exactly do I want to be? At Grove City College, they say that you can pursue your calling to be transformed because an excellent education is really just the start. And you can discover your unique calling at Grove City to become a leader of purpose and principle in a Christ-centered learning and living environment. That's Grove City.
7: It is. And it's one of those things that you should look into if college is in your future next year. Maybe if you're a senior, as you said, Donner. maybe you're a college student who's interested in transferring to another environment, looking for um, another set of professors, new set of friends. It's worth it because Grove City is a small place, but it's academically rigorous. And the idea of pursuing Jesus while you're learning, while you're being encouraged to grow intellectually and academically, you can't beat it.
6: Who are you? Well, Grove City College has the answers for you. Look online at gcc.edu, Grove City College.
4: I've been teaching my sweet 86-year-old grandma how to use her Alexa. The other day, I'm overhanging out and I see grandma about four inches from Alexa yelling, Hey Lexa, I'm making cookies. Tell me when it's 10 minutes. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And the reality is the mortgage world has changed from old school to new school as well. In the old days, you usually use somebody local. But today, you don't have to be local to be local. You don't have to set up an appointment to see me. You'll have my cell and you can text or call me anytime. The Stone Age paperwork of old is now, usually just some easy clicks. And if you're refinancing, in most cases, we'll just send a notary to your home for your closing. The level of attention that we bring will make us feel very local for you.
11: We are United United Faith Mortgage.
4: Mortgage. And one other advantage?
11: Read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at UnitedFaithMortgage.com.
3: United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. M L S number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender, License number 22672.
8: Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
13: School bus drivers, custodians, nurses, paraeducators, just a few of the education support professionals who help schools in Pennsylvania run smoothly every day. This is Rich Askey, treasurer of the Pennsylvania State Education Association. They ensure that our students have a safe ride to school, healthy meals, and a clean environment to learn. So take a moment to say thank you to the ESPs in your school. A message from the Pennsylvania State Education Association.
2: We'll see low clouds for tonight. It will be breezy and cold. With a couple of snow showers, limited outdoor activity is recommended. Expect a low of 12. Tomorrow, clouds will give way to some sunshine. It will be very cold. Wear extra layers if you're spending significant time outdoors. We'll see a high tomorrow of 24. Wednesday, times of clouds and sun and a high of 40. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
6: This makes sense. Does what make sense?
7: A box of candy. I mean, like a Russell Stover box of candy, a Whitman sampler, a Sarah's thing. I mean, in the era of there are candy bars everywhere in every store, plus we've got the holiday cookie thing. Is there still a place for a box of candy?
6: Kid me. me. I live there. Do you? Heck, yeah. Somebody just sent me some last week. Over Christmas, we had three in rotation. <gasps>
7: three boxes
6: of candy. Yeah. One of them was like a yard, literally, like a yard <gasps> long, and then two smaller ones. They're all gone, and I don't even care. Really? Oh, because they're they're kind of lifted. It's not a Milky Way. It's like, you know, a coconut cluster or something. Well, Doug, don't you know,
7: talk to me, because you know I love a coconut yeah, cluster.
6: Yeah, right. You know, so, Yeah. And it's, it's, if we're in our family, the box of the, you know, the sampler is a family tradition. So it makes sense. It makes 100% sense.
7: See, I don't, I think it does not make sense. What? I mean, I grew up, you know, yeah. when it was a special moment at my grandparents' house, the Bring Russell Stover can, your, candy came up. out. But I just don't have any connection to really? that anymore.
6: Really? So it, <laughs> you didn't make that tradition into your family? Hmm.
7: Did I fall down on the job? Maybe.
6: Well, you're a good mom. I mean, you can fall down a few times. You know, just the roadmap. Just a
7: few before I get I mean, disqualified. You know, yeah, I just... When well, I, your I,
6: kid's childhood I, is scarred because I feel badly
7: it. saying it because you know I love a, a dark chocolate-covered caramel. But Heck, yeah, I, yeah, you do. I feel like it, it, it doesn't make sense.
6: Hmm. All right. Well, I think I'm going to buy a box of it okay, just to, you know... I mean, I could convince you. Sure. All right. Does this make sense? Paper napkins. Hmm. Okay, because here's the deal. When it's like you know dinner time, just re- we've got like paper napkins in a little napkin holder thing next to the sink, where I've got you know the the paper towel, holder, the select the size. By every stretch of the imagination, the paper towel is superior. So I'd rather like grab you know those mm-hmm. and forget about the paper napkin, which to me often are sl- flimsy and just don't do the job.
7: You're saying a paper napkin doesn't make sense.
6: Nope, doesn't make any oh, sense at all. Oh, you are None. wrong. No, That is
7: wrong. It's a different... John, Mm-mm. come on. Nope. It's a different thing. If you're ripping off the size and I handing care. it to somebody, that's an afterthought.
6: For me, If no, you're a-
7: handing them a paper napkin, you've considered it ahead of time. You've purchased this for this particular moment, and here you go.
6: I don't think so. Oh, no. Because no. like, you know, pasta, you know, with the red sauce. It's a, that paper napkin, it's like... Yeah, doesn't do the it's job. It's helping
7: you to have good manners.
6: I think you need something sturdy.
3: 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding.
6: Do you have a holy boldness in your faith?
9: Arrogance, presumption. This is not boldness. What is boldness? Boldness is having the courage to stand for the Lord Jesus Christ in the face of opposition.
3: Join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, Living Supernaturally, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD.
11: Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Brr, isn't it chilly? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. snuggling up to a nice warm bowl of homemade soup. Winter on our farm means my brother Sam and his guys are trying to stay warm as they feed all the groups of cows, calves, and heifers out in the elements, milk the 100-cow herd twice a day, and handle all that comes with a work. Dairy Farm. No matter what the weather is, winter at the Springhouse store means a little slower pace, so it's a great time for our cooks to try out new main dishes, new sides, and new soup recipes like the one I'm enjoying. Vegetarian chili. The bakers are even getting in on the act and trying new desserts too, like chocolate cherry cordial. Stop by for lunch or supper and see what new creations they've come up with today. Good old-fashioned cooking featuring all-natural, farm-fresh ingredients and lots of TLC. The Springhouse in 84 PA. 724-228-3339 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com.
6: It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement, all with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUSPittsburgh.com. That is is com.
3: MTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration biblical counseling biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your
2: Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu.
1: RPTS, study under pastors.
7: The sell-by date on your product, whether it's milk. I'm thinking of things that you'd find in your refrigerator. Your milk, your yogurt, your you crazy people that eat cottage cheese, which is, or mm, whatever. Um, my question for you, John, is how serious, like, do you look at that date? How seriously do you take it?
6: Uh, I take it not serious at all. I pay no attention to it.
7: Okay, so it, do you even look at that as a recommendation?
6: Well... <laughs> I mean,
7: are, you, are you taking it as any type of, of data for you to consider?
6: Out of curiosity, I would say, you know, oh, uh, the milk is, you know, we've got a gallon of milk that's halfway done. And I know it's been there for a while. You know, our milk consumption as a family has slowed down for any number of reasons. So then I look at it and go, but more often than not, I'm doing the sniff test.
7: Oh, really? So so the date doesn't matter to you?
6: Well... I believe that the manufacturers are sort of covering themselves with some kind of weird. Okay, okay,
7: that's okay, that's. So you don't really trust it. No, you don't. Christy, do you drink milk? Yes. And how do you feel about the date?
10: So I buy like crazy organic milk, yep. and it lasts for like I don't know a month. Yes. Oh, yeah,
7: sure. So
6: you go I right mean, through it.
7: Yeah. So the date doesn't really matter because you know you're going to finish it by the time it's done. Yeah. Okay. The reason I ask this is I'm reading an article today in uh, sky.com, which is a UK based site. The big news for today apparently is that a supermarket chain in the UK is no longer going to put a date on milk. They're oh, just going, oh. there's not going to be a date on milk anymore in a bid to reduce food waste. Okay. It says from the end of January, they'll instead place a best before date on some of its milk. And guess what they're urging people to do? Hmm. Use the sniff test.
6: There you go. Okay, good. I've been. Thinking.
7: I gotta say, I don't. I don't. do think so. I mean,
6: I, wait. So you live
7: test, which I think is probably maybe a bad, sniff test, but it's not a sniff. I don't. I don't think of sniffing. I just give it a little taste.
6: Wait. So the milk's in there are you, are you taking a swig of the milk no
7: i'm putting it in a glass I'm taking okay, a little, well, same thing. taking a little take... kind of thing. yeah except i think i should be sniffing cuz that's
6: a lot you, the risk is a lot less well how many times have you done this like you know like i'll put like some milk in a bowl and you see it curdle and you go oh that
7: is oh. that you think that was a close
6: oh that saved escape, me really i just skipped that you know
7: Okay, so it goes. the article goes on to say that milk is the third most wasted food and drink product in the UK. No surprise. After potatoes and bread with about 490 million pints thrown away every year. Wow. I mean, that's really a shocking, it, to me, that's a shocking number. Yeah, well, I... I think... and, and they estimate, pardon me for interrupting, that 85 million pints of milk waste may be due to customers following those dates.
6: Mm-hmm. I just think as the world, you know, as a first world problem, we do – food waste is a major problem. I just think we just get lazy and – Well,
7: yeah. No, I think you're right about that. But I like to think that if I'm looking at a date stamped on the milk, it's there for a reason.
6: I think a lot of it is liability issues. I really do. I think they're just protecting themselves. I don't know if that's true. Okay, but, but
7: so if this company, which is a gigantic company, is going to take the dates off, clearly they don't care about the liability
6: anymore. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure that there have been cases of you know people have I've gotten ill from this curdled milk or what you know, and so the, they're just trying to protect themselves. Okay, what about eggs? No, uh, eggs. No, I'm, I'm going to eat them. Anyway. You don't care about that, no, no, Christy.
10: I, I've had eggs in my fridge for a month
7: and I still eat them. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you this. True confessions. I was getting, you know, how at, at, around the holiday season your refrigerator gets packed with stuff, sure. right? You know, because well, you have family a and you're making a lot of things that you don't normally make. I went down to the basement uh, refrigerator that John Hall picked out for me on Thank Craigslist, you. which I've now had for at least seven or eight years. Excellent it's been choice, totally great. And as I was rummaging around, I put my two cartons of eggs on top of the refrigerator. Yeah, and then I forgot to put them back.
6: For how many days? 12 hours. Oh,
7: pfft. no big deal. I put them back in. Well, I thought fine. It's fine cause I was Would you do that? Yes. I would do that. Okay, good. I felt good no about it. No big deal, yeah. Because I thought...
6: I mean, look at it. You know, the chicken has the egg that's just sitting there for a long how, time anyway. A
7: lot of right? people don't put eggs in the refrigerator. Right. Now, I don't know for how long you could do that.
6: Right. Okay, now...
7: I'm glad that you think I made the rich
6: So food waste. Now, my wife... I've talked about this before. I'm not you know telling secrets out of the marriage here. She is like committed to using, you know, this must be like, you know, the South Dakota farm girl in her, you know, like the other day uh, (laughs) we had, we had pork and sauerkraut, you know, you know, traditional sort of New Year's thing. There it is in the fridge. She's going through. She's like, wait, we still have some pork and sauerkraut left over. I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to have that. She's like, what, what was, what's today? Is today the ninth?
7: Uh, Today is the 10th.
6: Okay. So yesterday was the ninth. She's like, I'm sure it's still fine. I'm going to eat it. I'm like. I don't think so. That's pork. She's like, no, no, no. She ate it. She eats everything in there. She's hard-pressed to throw in So, like, we'll, like, the kids and I, we'll have, like, a meal. She's <laughs> she's having, like, leftovers from two weeks ago because it's not – we're not throwing that out.
7: Listen, my husband is exactly the same we are way. N- re- oh, see? Uh, yes.
6: They're the same people.
7: Yes. Yes, we are definitely married to the same people. And I feel like – I I can't make myself be like that.
6: Nor, nor, and then here's the worst. She's having like, you know, leftover meal from like two weeks ago. And I'm eating something good. Yes. It ruins my meal.
7: Exactly. I I can't tell you how many times I've said to my husband, Hun, I'm not going to enjoy my dinner. (laughs) And he's like, What does that have to do with your dinner?
6: Because you're eating something from 1954 (laughs) and I'm enjoying my like really good meal. So you're like bringing, like, here's me. It's all about me. You're bringing me down. (laughs) Meanwhile, she may be on death's door, but you're bringing me down. I mean, what is wrong? But don't you ever
7: feel like you need to bring them back from the precipice? Like I have said multiple times, you are going to make yourself sick. You can, you no, don't eat that because,
6: Kath, I'm like you. We've been married over 25 Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. You think you're going to change anything Mm -hmm. in your spouse at this point? If anything, with age, it just drills down even further. Mm -hmm. Seriously, my wife's going to be on. She'll be lying in bed, dying, and she'll say. You know that hot dog from three weeks ago? Could I eat that? You're dying! Like, and she'll go like it matters. <laughs> like, right, she's you're just not going to change anything. Yeah,
7: she's just going to do that.
6: No, I don't know. I All just, right.
7: Well, well, I gotta. Okay, one last thing. In looking at this article in Sky News about milk, I was surprised that in labeling in the UK, it's not skim milk; it is skimmed. Skimmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can buy skimmed British milk or semi-skimmed British milk. What is the difference there? I would think it's 2% in skim. Huh.
6: Is it like the curd?
7: It doesn't curd say anything about milk. curd. No, about the, we, we the don't the want any curds cheese. in the milk.
6: Curds and ways.
7: Yeah, cottage cheese is
6: disgusting. It is disgusting. But anyway, that's all wait, Chrissy?
7: I eat it. You eat cottage cheese. Yeah, come on. Oh, Christy. Cottage
6: Christy. cheese. How about like people like you? Oh know, my I'm going to have cottage cheese and peat slices. Like That was a treat.
7: No.
10: you kidding me? It's a horrible it's like,
6: look. It's a horrible taste. Eating co- cottage cheese is like you lost World what, War what II. What do you do with that? I Carothene.
10: just put it in a little bowl and eat a cup of it. With Do you put salt on it? Heck you, no.
7: Just what do you put on it? Nothing. Nothing.
6: Doesn't Nothing. Your, doesn't your gag reflex kick in? No. Oh, for me, I'd be like
7: really yeah you, it,
6: i can't do that does
7: it come in different varieties like whole like sour I think, cream does where it's I think re- so, yeah. oh, okay. yeah. it comes
6: in bad and really bad is my guess
7: it doesn't it doesn't it looks awful doesn't it
6: my dad he would like like. he would eat that like at 3am just my mom I
1: loved it with peaches what yeah. is that about peaches
6: yeah that's like a very 50s thing what is that it's <laughs> was, terrible it was cosmopolitan so are you point. eating
7: that like after your workouts cuz it's high in protein yep. yeah
6: cottage cheese that's nasty. Please, if you're like, Good for you. The, the you Cottage have- Cheese Trade Association, please, th- th- uh, we apologize in advance. Yeah, but, and call Christy
7: because do. she right. want to advertise.
6: Yeah. Because all of a sudden, you know we're in trouble.
7: All right, coming up next, we need to step away, but Celebrity Birthdays awaits us on the other side. We have three Uh-oh. great Celebrity Birthdays. I can't wait for John well, to When estimate. you say
6: great, like people that will know. Yeah, okay, all right. for sure. All right. It's the ride home with John and Kathy.
10: Your life, your hopes, and whatever you are searching for at 115 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.
3: If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages, included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage stores. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA.
13: Do you pay for your own health insurance? Are you self-employed, a gig worker? Are you a small business owner trying to help your employees find affordable benefits? If so, listen up. My name is Tom Jacopin, and you can save 25 to 50% or more on your monthly premiums and have benefits with first-dollar protection on many common outpatient services. That's right, no deductible, no copayments. With many traditional health plans, you're functionally uninsured because of deductibles, copays, and other cost-sharing devices that benefit the insurance company, but not you. With New Era Health Plans, you can access doctors, hospitals, and urgent care facilities with our freedom of choice nationwide PPO network, including Washington Hospital, St. Clair, Allegheny General, and UPMC. Call me, Tom Yakupin, 724-228-7187, or visit us online at newerahealthplans.com.
3: Do you have a loved one entering a nursing home? There's a lot at stake. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Depending on your family's long-term care goals, there are important decisions that should be made before a facility is needed. Talk to a qualified legal professional today. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we can help your family navigate the complicated Medicaid rules so that you can properly save some or all of your life savings from a long-term care crisis. Before you apply, contact Abernathy & Hagerman at a-h.law
8: alexa to play the word pittsburgh to hear us there we're on your google speaker too plus iheart tune in and on odyssey 101.5 w-o-r-d-f-m pittsburgh
7: for those of you who listen to the ride home regularly you know that for some reason that we really haven't been able to nail down john is particularly skilled at guessing people's ages And people that you don't normally think of or talk about, but those who are in the public spotlight, you have like a weird ticker.
6: Yeah, but it's got a weird, it it has a caveat. It's only, only, like, I'm not going to, you know, I don't know somebody who's (laughs) maybe 40 and under or maybe even 50. uh, People had, had people that I had to grow up with that I had an interest in for the most part.
7: Or that you read something about while it was going on. Right, Exactly. I've got three for you today, John. Three okay. people celebrating birthdays on January 10th. Okay, um, let's start in the realm of athletics. Okay. George Foreman, of the previously mentioned grill.
6: Yeah, George Foreman.
7: And all, what, how many children does he have? He has like eight boys that are all named George. Yeah, he does. Uh, any idea what birthday George Foreman <sighs> would be celebrating today? George
6: Foreman, I mean... <sighs> So I kind of I, I always kind of think here's how I here's how I evaluate this. What age was I whenever that guy I was reading about was in his prime, right? Mm-hmm. So George Foreman, you know, heavyweight champion of the world, one of the great fighters. You know, that was around the Ali era. Um, I would say George Foreman. Um, so I'm you know so I'm a, I'm a guy reading the sports pages, thinking about that guy. I would say George Foreman is well, – this is kind of – this is really uh, – just a shot in the dark. Uh, 70, 74? 74? 73. Say. Hey, uh-huh,
7: okay. Uh-huh. 73. You have any connection to boxing? Did you at that
6: point? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I think, you know, because, again, you, you grew up – we grew up – You know, boxing has fallen on hard times. But as a kid growing up, I mean, Ali – Muhammad Ali was the face of boxing for many, many years. And, you know, so you're interested in sports. You're interested in Ali. What an outsized personality. I loved Ali. Now, my brother... Didn't like Ali, you know. He always kind of had a grudge. My, my brother was a Vietnam vet. My brother always kind of had a, a grudge against Ali, you know, because Ali didn't want to go to Vietnam. Hey, I get that. I mean, so Ali was like, you know, I, I don't, I don't have anything against the Vietnamese. So why am I going to go over there and get in a fight? I mean, I, it made sense to me. But my brother was always so we always kind of like, you know, had an argument about Ali and professional boxing at that in that frame, um, and, and forming in that circle of the Ali sort of wannabes. Yeah, there's Ollie, and then there's everybody else. Right,
7: and George Foreman had—he was a weird personality, like they all were.
6: Yeah, he had. Right, come on. Uh, Okay,
7: but here's the thing: when I was a kid, I hated boxing so much. I don't know—is that because I'm a girl? I I mean, I like football, I like hockey. Those are pretty brutal sports, but there's something about boxing. Like, I cannot, I cannot watch that.
6: Were you watching Cage fighting? No, same thing. I mean, Am I
7: watching cage fighting?
6: Well, uh, that's the same kind of thing in a way. No, I'm I mean, not watching it, it, cage that, fighting. It is brutality. Are
10: you watching cage fighting, Christy? I've done some freelance MMA work, like videoing it. Uh-huh. So, I've, yeah. I so mean, I've that's Okay, so that's in person.
7: hmm Does that freak you out? Like, is that crazy Shoot. town to see that in
10: person?
6: It, yeah, it's wild. That energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's why you go to see it. I mean, the energy. Right? It was the same way with boxing. Right. right? Exactly, yeah.
7: Okay, uh, I'm going to switch to music. Okay. Rod Stewart. Yeah.
6: <laughs> Dennis Rod Stewart's birthday.
7: If you want my body
6: and you oh, think I'm sexy, a, isn't that a come on. Song? Is that a, it's a horrible that's song? That's a terrible song.
7: I don't. I really. How I don't about think, Maggie, I, what, Maggie? Wake up, Maggie. I think I've that's got another, something. That's another horrible song to say to you. My, I. I don't think I liked ever, ever any of his songs.
6: How about when Rod Stewart covered the covered the standards? Remember that? My mom loved Rod Stewart.
7: <laughs> he couldn't have known less about the standards. Yeah, Those I are know. unlistenable. That
6: was a cash grab. Terrible. Rod Stewart, though. I mean, seriously, what a career. He's had major, major staying power.
7: Uh, Yeah, and I just... Did you ever see his uh, Carpool Karaoke with James Corden? Yeah. He's profoundly unfunny. Yeah, yeah.
6: Anyway, it's okay. I mean, he's still got... uh, Just a guy who's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. He's had probably... How many multiple number one songs? He's probably sold... Hundreds of Probably. millions, yes. of songs.
7: Yeah, clearly, I'm in the minority of people that don't like it. Yeah,
6: I mean, so I'm a. I can't say I'm a fan, but you know, if I hear Maggie May on the radio, I'm going to turn it up. Are you really? Probably. No way. I mean, and I have to mock. Do you think I'm sexy like everybody it's else? I mean, so because no, he looks like a little chicken. Yeah. Um, Rod Stewart's old.
7: His birthday today is which one?
6: Uh, you bringing it up might say, uh, um, no. uh, "Is it?" Uh, uh, if he's not, he is awfully close. So I would say uh, he's probably not 80 because that would be like, you know, that would throw the 60s of uh, my timeline of the 60s kind of in the. In, uh, Rod Stewart's probably 70, uh, 78 or 79.
7: 77.
6: 77, for Rod.
7: 77. And last but not least, Pat Benatar. Oh, because I, love is a battlefield.
6: I had a crush on Pat Benatar. Oh, okay. come on, that woman hit me, when, hit me. I mean, you know, she's love Pat. I mean, she's She everything. married a guitar player, did she? Yep, she's like the essence of the great female rockers of the age, right?
7: She's
10: still great,
6: she is great. Uh, Pat Benatar, again, now it's a Rod Stewart kind of age thing. Um, so I had a crush on on her, so she had to be somewhere within my, you know, oh, yeah. like if I met Pat Benatar, clearly she'd want to date
7: me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's
6: understood from the beginning. I would think that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, we, we, we did it off, me and Pat Benatar. Hit me with your best shot, of course. <laughs> you Johnny. Lot.
7: You guys have a lot in common. Hey,
6: Johnny, hit me with your best shot. Of course, Pat, because I'm right over here. Uh, Pat Benatar, she's old, though. Uh, she's probably 60. <laughs> she's 68.
7: She's 69. Okay. Wow. Within a year of every one of okay, them, John. Good. That's impressive. Very good. Happy birthday to those three crazy Happy nuts. birthday
6: to Pat Benatar, George Foreman, and Rod Stewart. Stewart. Something was in the water on that day. I don't that know what enough. it was. It was something else. Hit right me with there. your best shot. Do you think I'm sexy? And, uh, right? George Foreman. Holy smokes. George anyway.
10: Foreman has 12 kids. 12, 12 kids. kids.
6: How many named George? Probably
10: all, all seven boys. Oh my! Mm-hmm. God. Something like that. You know
7: why? Because he said he wanted everyone to know whose they
6: were. The ride home with John and Kathy, a
0: production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon intelligence agency, knew all the government's.